listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports. This is Pod That. Two brothers, George. We are the Pod That Brothers, and we're two brothers talking sports, whatever you like to say. And I'm Sammy. And I'm George. And welcome into the greatest show in podcasting. The greatest. Not just the greatest sports show, George, but the greatest show in podcasting. The- Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And as always, we'll start with a little clip today. Um, it's kind of a dead time in sports for a little bit, George. But, of course, who can fill up the headlines? LeBron James. Yep. Let's check it out. They got two all-stars of their own in the game, and DG and, and Big Fella, um, Jared Allen. I mean, and they got another guy, an all-star, and that's me. So... Um, I don't know. It's great, man. I'm pushing P, capital P. The first thing I want to say is before we get to LeBron talking about Cleveland, saying he's their third all-star. Did you notice? I feel like he forgot Jared Allen's name for a quick second there. <laughs> yeah, like, it was, he kind of calmed down for a second. Jared Allen, yeah. Well, he no, said, he, big, big fella, you know, uh, uh, he, did the, the, he did the double, uh, like, uh, God, just think about it, buddy. Big fella, uh, Jared Allen. And I was like, all right, there it is. There he remembers. I was like, it's his future teammates, probably. So he better be remembering these names. Unless it's one of the guys he wants to ship out when he, uh, well, maybe should we look at the tea leaves now? LeBron wants to return to Cleveland, but Jared Allen needs to be off the process. <laughs> See, no, he doesn't ship out all-stars, George. So he wouldn't be shipping out. He's one of the two all-stars. We'd be looking at guys like Colin Sexton, maybe yeah. his own friend, Kevin Love. Because, you know, Maybe. that's a, that's a guy LeBron would ship out. Like, oh, he's a little aging, you know, can't do this. Even though you're the one that got him the contract. And it's kind of relatable to right now with the Lakers. <laughs> the guys yeah. that he wanted on the team. Um, and I'm not a LeBron hater, you know me. But uh, it's getting kind of weird. You know, it, he, it feels like he's setting up for some type of Cleveland return or some L.A. exit. And it could all be speculation, but doesn't it feel somewhat that way? Yeah, it's all speculation, but it does feel that way. You're right. That you summed it up perfectly. That's um look, the thing with LeBron is you kind of know what the wherever he goes. And the one problem with him is like he doesn't kind of, like he doesn't understand he kind of builds his own beds and then he gets pissed off. Like, oh, the reports where he's unhappy during All-Star Weekend with the way the Lakers uh have handled all their assets or the lack of assets as the Lakers have. Like, yeah, motherfucker, you traded all of them to get Anthony Davis. And then you traded all of them because you wanted Russell Westbrook. Like you build your own bet, but that's what you get with LeBron. And like, let's just say theoretically, they did get rid of LeBron James this off season. Still success. They got a championship out of it. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah I think, I think the, everybody that brings up the Anthony Davis one, I think it's such a stupid thing to bring up because they won a championship. Like they didn't it's ship out. It. They didn't ship out shit for Anthony Davis. Brandon Ingram's a one-time all-star that honestly, like, Brandon Ingram shouldn't even have been an all-star number one. He's not that great. Um, when like Josh Hart and Lonzo Ball, okay, like great. They won a championship. The real issue is last year with Russell Westbrook shipping out mm-hmm. basically half the championship team that you had, um, and not being able to re-sign Caruso. Um, so I, for me, I mm-hmm. keep Anthony Davis out of this subject because they won a championship together. It was a smart move, regardless of what happens in the future. It was it was, it was done right? You do um, it a hundred out of a hundred times again. Yeah, because you won a championship. But the Russell Westbrook yep. trade is what's kind of crazy, and you know, I guess it's you should see the I should have seen the light, I guess. But it's a hard situation. I think there's 
you know, we've talked about this a lot and, you know, obviously LeBron's not happy with Westbrook, but you've said it a lot about Westbrook, which is in terms of being by himself, it can be exciting, right? As a player, as a LeBron, you watch Westbrook. If he's playing by himself, you're like, Oh, that's, that's a dynamic player right there. Would love to have him on my team, but it's different when he's on your team. Well, we saw him in that end of the season last year with the wizards. And if you watch that end of the season and they went on that huge streak, they got into the play-in game. I mean, Russell Westbrook kind of carried the team when Bradley Beal was hurt. And when Bradley Beal even came back, he was still a really huge factor. So yeah, I guess LeBron can look at that and say, Hey, you know, I can maybe work with them, but I mean, he got to kind of understand, right? I mean, we saw that wide Russell Westbrook be able to pull off all the shenanigans he did because he had the ball in his hands all the time and he wasn't going to be able to do that in LA. And it's just funny to me because LeBron kind of like, I feel like he stole all-star weekend. Right. I mean, it felt like he was part of the Cleveland, the whole entire Cleveland show in a weird way, even though he's not even on the Cleveland Cavaliers anymore. That was two completely different sentences that had nothing to do with each other. So no, they I don't do. know which they one have, I'm going to respond. No, no. Here's why they have to do Russell Westbrook by himself playing for the Wizards, but it feels like LeBron stole the show in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, the reason I was, I was trying to tie it in together, didn't do a good job there, obviously. I was trying to basically say, like, he made this whole entire, like, decision about Russell Westbrook to come to Lakers. He doesn't like it. And then he tried to make, like, the whole entire All Star weekend by himself, about himself. Because I think he is, like you said, poised to maybe one day return to Cleveland. Okay, fair. I just I didn't relate the two. West That's fine because I didn't do a good job. I didn't do a do great job it. of it. I Plus, really LeBron James, when he made Cleveland All Star Weekend about himself, I don't necessarily personally think it's that tied to Russell Westbrook or the Lakers situation. I think it's just tied to the fact that he's from Cleveland and he wanted to make it about himself. And it just very possible adds it adds to the the part of like could he be returned? Because like, if he was making All Star Weekend about himself. While they were in Charlotte, I think like that would be a completely different aspect. But he's making it about himself because it's in Cleveland, and there is parts of All Star Weekend that was about him. I saw this TikTok of uh, somebody at the game was like, "Let's see how many LeBron jerseys there are." And it was like in one section, it was like fifty percent of the section was wearing LeBron jerseys. So Cleveland or LA, and well, both. It was there was Cleveland both. ones, there's LA ones, there was a couple Heat ones, there was throwback, uh, there was the city jerseys like the purple LA one. He he does. I mean, there was a recent map. I don't know if you saw on uh, Twitter. It was kind of trending the other days. Uh, the top jersey sales last year. I think mm-hmm. LeBron had like 38 out of the 50 states, and mm-hmm. there was one. I think Milwaukee was the or not Milwaukee, Wisconsin was the only one. If Giannis, Steph Curry didn't even have a state. Um, guys like there was like one or two Michael Jordan states. Like Steve Nash was Arizona, and then there was a couple guys scattered in like their home you know, home like states or that. home states, but like the majority of America was still LeBron James Jersey. So whether he stole all-star weekend or not, he still te- seems to be the, I don't know, the star of the show anyways, even though he's the face, he's still the face of a league. I mean, let's, let's not like get it twisted. He is the face of a league still, whether or not he's going to win a championship again, whether or not the Lakers are good. He plays, he's LeBron James, the best player of this generation on the biggest the Lakers, the biggest franchise in all of professional basketball. He's the face of the NBA. Yeah, I guess it's just hard. That's something that's like debated a lot these days, right? Because th- you could make an argument that that's fading away or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, he is the face of the NBA. And it, that kind of is what happens, right? I feel like you don't really lose being the face of a league until you're done, right? Like I agree. 
Tom Brady was the face of the NFL until he decided he's no longer going to be in the NFL. J- Derek Jeter, even like baseball, he was kind of the face of baseball for a long time, even if he wasn't as good anymore. And it, it feels the same with uh, it feels the same with LeBron. I mean, I think even if he's not great, I'd just be shocked if Giannis or like Steph became the face face of the NBA while LeBron's still playing because he, as long as he's around and he has his loyal fans, he stays the face of the league, I guess. But I, I don't know. I think it's uh. I think he, you know, like you, you, we were talking about to start. He's, I think he's starting to feel some of the pressure of like, I got to make some things about myself because things aren't going well, and maybe, yeah, you know, maybe I'm, I'm gonna have to make a change soon. He's talking about he'll go wherever Bronny is his last year, so he's already like setting up his, his like, hey, I'm probably not going to be on the Lakers for much, much longer. Whether it's next year or two years, he's setting it up. He is, and it's it's kind of crazy because, like, look, does it do in a weird way? Like, he's kind of a mercenary, right? He goes from place to place. He's gone from from my Cleveland to Miami, back to Cleveland to L.A. to where next? And now he says, "I want to play if Bronny James." But how about if you want? How about if he leaves L.A. next year? And Bronny gets drafted by the Wizards in two years. Like, does he? keep going place to place like I mean, we've never seen a guy in the nba at least of his caliber of his class of how good he is go to this many franchises and at some point like he's the first to do it so like i don't know if it's a negative thing positive thing but uh, do you think this is gonna be a norm right are players gonna go to five six i mean cleveland this three different cleveland stints maybe he's still he might never even go back it might be three franchises but you know if he goes to three different cleveland stints like you've never seen this before you've never seen it in football you've never seen it in baseball you've never seen it in basketball like he's the first to ever go from franchise to franchise to franchise if that's the path he does go to. well you do see it but it's not while they're still playing at a high level i mean like Shaq won a championship oh, in Shaq, Miami and ended point. up going to, I mean, Shaq's a top 10 player of all time, potentially, right? Some people might say mm-hmm. 15, whatever it is. He's a four-time NBA champion, a top five center of all time, for sure. So it, he did it, but the difference is, like, not everywhere Shaq went was he still, like, the face of that team, right? right. And LeBron's probably the only guy that's done it that's the face of the team. And even though it's been multiple Cleveland stints in the Miami and the L.A., it's still a lot of stints, right, for a mm-hmm. superstar. Because if you look at a lot of the recent superstars we had, it was Tim Duncan, Kobe, all these other guys. You're not used to seeing like staff, even yeah. You're not used to Jordan seeing these jersey changes and all these different things. So I don't know. I don't know if it's considered a negative or a positive or a neutral. I think everybody, and I think you agree with this. I think everybody would have a different interpretation of what it. Some people might say like it positively influences that person's brand because he's been on the East Coast, the West Coast, the the North, right? Like he's been kind of like in a lot of corners. Mm-hmm. Some people would probably say it hurts his legacy. And some people would probably say like, like for me, I think it's probably whatever, right? Because it doesn't, I don't, I don't think moving around helped his like brand. But I don't think it hurt it at all either. Like, it might it might have hurt it for those like old crusty Midwest, sorry, crusty Midwest folks that are like, oh yeah, I'm all about loyalty forever. And they want their guys to play for one team. Like, but that's not who he's trying to appeal to. He's trying to appeal to that young guy, the hip crowd that's ready to move, ready to take every opportunity instead of just, you know, staying in their hometown forever. So I think it affects some people, then it kind of makes I don't, I don't know if it has others. anything to do with the Midwest, but 
that's fair. <laughs> you know, I was just using that as an example. Like, you know, the uh, I, there's a lot of places in the Midwest where, you know, small town guy that doesn't leave his place. And I think that's the type of person that doesn't end up liking LeBron James. Yeah, I, yes and no. There's people in L.A. I have friends that grew up in Los Angeles because they're big Kobe fans. They hate that LeBron changes teams. Yeah. Um, so I, I really... I'm not going to relate it to geography right now because I think LeBron's a slightly different scenario. Maybe for other players, sure, or other situations in life. But with this, LeBron's just, I think it depends on what you're used to for sports, right? If you're right. A, a Tim Duncan fan, you believe in the one team loyalty. If you're a Shaq fan, you probably don't give a damn. So, like, or a Kevin Durant fan is like a LeBron fan. They probably don't care, right? So, it mm -hmm. depends. I think, uh, the only thing that can hurt LeBron, I think, legacy-wise with this moving forward is leaving the Lakers. Um, and the only reason behind that is because the Lakers, I think, are the true... Like, they want loyalty franchise, right? Because they're used right. to the Magic Johnson, the Kobe's. The, they're usually used to people coming to them, not leaving them, right? Like, I know Shaq right. left, but that was more of a feud reason, right? They, they both said like even the late great Kobe and, and Shaq, they've said like, oh, we should have ran it back a few more times, right? Lakers want people to stay or they're used to people coming in. The only thing that could be really weird for his legacy is leaving the Lakers. And I wouldn't blame him if he does it, but don't you feel like it's rare to see a player that's like playing at an extremely high level to say like, okay, I'm moving off the Lakers rather than joining them? I mean, it depends on how, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. But I don't think it hurt his legacy if he decides to do it. It's different if the Lakers decide to move off of LeBron James. If LeBron James decides, you know, I think he has one more year left on his contract after next season. If he decides he wants to leave the Lakers and he wants to go somewhere else, I don't think it hurts his legacy. If the Lakers trade him, though, and he's like, kind of like, oh, I didn't want to be traded, then yeah, that, 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 that'd be odd. Yeah, I meant more like his brand and how people see him because Lakers fans will not see him in the same way if he leaves the team which is just the truth with lakers fans i mean if you talk well yeah but he's not oh yeah totally oh you're talking about lakers fans legacy or the whole nba legacy right now i'm talking about just the guys the perception the lebron james perception and lakers fans are a large number of nba fans right so for me if laker fans tend to start feeling like lebron's not their guy anymore it takes a pretty big portion of like basketball fans of that are now going to be like, he's not loyal. He's not as great as Kobe. And I feel like it just, it, it causes more of this spark discussion. Now, you know me, I think a lot of these discussions are sometimes stupid because to me, it's pretty clear. You have Jordan and LeBron are the best two players of all time. And yeah. nothing's going to change that. Whether LeBron wins anymore, loses more. Like right. Right, but, but LeBron James is not the second best, best Laker of all time. You know what I mean? Like, I think right. Laker fans, you'll never be better than magic. You'll never be better than Kobe. You'll never be better than Kareem. Um, those three guys are always going to be better than LeBron James as Lakers. And that's, yeah. I just think it wasn't my point, but Lakers. it's fine. <laughs> my point well, I'm trying to get your point here. What's all what's I'm saying the... is Lakers fans are a large number of fans in the NBA. They're one of the biggest fan bases in the entire okay. world. Their hate towards LeBron will probably resurface if he leaves the Lakers in a bad taste, which I'm just saying for his personal brand, for the love of basketball, for the when people talk about these things, Laker fans will probably switch the narrative back on the like not liking LeBron, like that he's such a he jumps to different teams, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. 
Lakers fans believed that before he joined the Lakers. If you talk, right. most Laker fans were like, LeBron will never beat Kobe. He's not this. That's He's true. Yeah, that. yeah. They've always been like that. But then he won the championship for them and they like him, right? But I feel like if he leaves, he kind of reverses back. So there's a large majority of fans in the NBA that are Laker fans. I just feel like he'll have he'll kind of go back to that. Like he won a championship with us, but I think there will always now go back to that. Uh, LeBron just jumped around like he came just for a year and won a championship. It's going to be like we helped him win a championship type of thing by Lakers fans. It's just how I see. It. I know Lakers fans are snobby. Like I've been a Lakers yeah. fan as a LeBron James fan, and I've lived in South Carolina. Like Lakers fans will South Carolina, like they're South they're <laughs> South Florida. Jesus Christ! I feel like they will South California. Do you again. mean? Yeah, South California. I said that the second you time. Said, you said Carolina, but you said Florida. Yeah, whatever it is. He, I was in South Florida, too. <laughs> oh, okay. I actually did live in South you Florida. You have. That's so. why. I was like, all right. Hey, you were with LeBron in South fan. Florida. They, they, would, they will dislike him, though, I think. Lakers fans, long-term, if he leaves again. Because that's how Lakers fans are. You know? It's like a... Okay. Come interesting point. Yeah, a very interesting point. Um, I just don't tie in all Lakers fans with NBA fans. I, I, I think I get your point now. But I think it just depends on how it's done. And I don't know if he's ever going to do it. But if, let's just say LeBron James leaves the Lakers in three years for Bronny James and they, and they never win another championship. I think Laker fans are just going to be disappointed if they only get one championship out of Le- LeBron James era. I think that would be their biggest disappointment out of it. Yeah, I think that would be very disappointing, even though I don't necessarily think I'd put too much blame on him outside of his nope, uh, I wouldn't general either. managering skills. But, well, one of his general managing skills um, was getting Anthony Davis, and that brought a championship. And then the other one was bringing in Russell Westbrook, and it's been a disaster. But if I'd go one for two, getting a championship as a GM on any uh, – he's not technically the GM – out of any uh, decision-making process, I'm in. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. The, the, there was like some of that weird sentiment during All-Star break, too, when it comes to the Lakers and not making any transactions, right? And mm-hmm. what was it like? I think Ramona Shelburne had a um, a report that basically like Rob Palenka was kind of made a statement to the team, like not mm-hmm. literally, but it was almost like you guys made this decision, like figure it out together. Like this was it. He basically confirmed that he did not choose to trade all these assets for Russell Westbrook. And it's like, you guys got to figure this out. And I, 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 I kind of respect it in a weird way too, because they're in this situation because sometimes GMs, when you have a guy like LeBron or Kobe, you lose your own self-respect and you just listen yep. to what they say. Right. Totally. No, no, I totally get it. And I, I think I, I kind of like his, his move there and he's probably gonna get fired because of it, but whatever yeah, but <laughs> LeBron whatever. will be like, I want him out now. Well, it's because I mean, these, the players tend to get so much power that these GMs they have do. to kind of fall for what they not fall for, but like they have to listen or their jobs are in jeopardy. You actually saw with the green Bay Packers today. I don't know if you noticed or saw online that the um, Packers brought back that quarterbacks coach that they fired last yes. year yeah, to make that. Aaron Rodgers happy. And we don't even know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the team, but that, that is a prime example. You do not fire a quarterbacks coach and bring him back the next year. That's never, I, I don't know if that's ever happened. Like an assistant coach getting his job back the following year with the same coaching staff, like after being fired, that's mm-hmm. a clear, like, oh my God, we're trying to make Aaron Rodgers happy move, which is good. And, you know, it's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. But when it comes to LeBron, it's more like in the player sense. And I don't know if you want to listen to players solely about players, even though it's a weird right. situation, George, 
because yeah, the players are the ones playing. So you'd think they know who to play with. <laughs> yeah, they're they're both very similar type of dudes, Aaron and LeBron James, to be honest with you. It's kind of LeBron's like, a way cooler, nicer guy, though. Yes, yes, but on the way they keep their franchises on edge all the time, right? Like both of them demand a lot from their franchise. Uh Aaron Rodgers kind of wanted his franchise to give him more power. Uh, calling out the GM last year on all the guys that he told him to keep, that he cut, and blah, blah, blah. All right, here we go. Here's going to be a 10-hour Aaron Rodgers rant. For the fourth podcast in a row, George does an Aaron no, Rodgers No, this is more about – actually, it's more about LeBron this time, believe it or not. Is there ever both... praise? I want the listeners to wonder. Like, let us know. DM us if you have any moments of George praising a superstar other than Tom Brady. Or, uh, or just you, or you and just I'm praising talking LeBron. crap about him. No, no, I'm pretty. I praise LeBron James. I think he, he, I said, just said that his decision to trade for Anthony Davis brought the Lakers a championship. But they keep their, their, um, the, what, where I was going with this is very interesting, actually. So LeBron James always keeps his GMs on an edge, right? And his organization on an edge. And that has always been praised mostly, not by everyone, but the media a lot of times praise LeBron James for pushing the narrative keeping uh, Cleveland, getting him better players, building around him. And it's so weird because when the quarterback does it, everyone calls the quarterback selfish and a prick. And uh, the quarterback wants so much attention. It like Aaron Rodgers and LeBron James kind of treat their organizations the same way, except Aaron Rodgers has never left his organization. He might this offseason. And LeBron James has left. But there, it's weird to me how different the NBA superstar gets treated when he pushes the narrative versus how – how different a quarterback gets treated when he pushes the narrative. It's very interesting. Um, there's one simple answer to that, though. I, and there's a clear reason why. Because there's not that many NBA players that push any narratives. It's mostly like LeBron James. And that guy, LeBron James, got Andrew Wiggins traded for Kevin Love and won an NBA championship. He, you know, put pressure on the Miami Heats, and then they picked up a guy like Ray Allen to add to their Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade situation and won another championship. And then he pressured the Lakers to bring in Anthony Davis. And he once again, won a championship. The biggest difference with Aaron Rodgers is a lot of people feel like Aaron Rodgers is the reason that they're not winning and Aaron Rodgers bitches about everything else except for himself. Right. So like, for example, you said it best when it was like the NFC or the NFC divisional round against the 49ers, like, okay the team maybe was not playing the best or there's some hard weather, whatever it is, but what the 49ers put up 13 points. Yeah. Right. What was it like Aaron Rodgers? Kind of like when LeBron put up, uh, you know, the seven points against the Mavericks. Very similar. Not similar at all because LeBron James came out and said, we lost this series because of me. And LeBron James said, I got to be better. This is embarrassing. So it's actually true. Actually. So, Aaron Rodgers, and that was LeBron hadn't even won anything in his life yet. LeBron yeah. went to Cleveland to go look for a championship. So I know you just want to like make it sound like, oh, look, look at the similarities. It's not very similar because LeBron was a young dude, 28 years old, mm-hmm. like shit himself basically in the finals and was like, wow, I suck. I need to like figure this out. While Aaron Rodgers is 39, has won a championship, but then lays an egg and then wants to blame the entire organization around him. So, like, yeah, that's very me, interesting. It's for me. They're all, that's why I understand that they, they they are the same in the maybe the GM sense, right? Like you said, like they demand things, but that's where, especially in most parts of their career, I think LeBron's starting to get a little more of that cockiness, like Aaron Rodgers now. But for most of their careers, that's why I was like, LeBron's kind of a cooler dude. Like people, teammates like him, right? People mm-hmm. love LeBron James. 
Aaron Rodgers, the there's a pretty vast majority that I feel like think he's a prick, like you said, right? Like Aaron Rodgers kind of sucks as a person sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, he really. There's sometimes he's not like a bad dude. Like there's a difference between being a bad dude and just being an annoying dude. He's like that guy at a party you kind of run into, talks too much, and you're like, God, dude, just stop talking. I really, really don't know the fucking. Look, I don't dislike fucking, you, but don't, yeah, don't the like government. That the government much. is not watching you. I promise. Yeah, dude, you got you got to turn off your uh, tracking on your iPhone. Like, no, nah, it's I'm I'm all good. Like, oh, they're tracking you. Like, yeah, I know. Like, it's okay, Aaron. Yeah, he. Uh, the point is, he, like, he's just that guy that you. I probably don't want to be friends with. Nothing against him. Probably a good guy. It's not my guy. The, that's the best way for him. Good guy, probably not my guy. I got a lot of you know. There's friends of friends that you don't want to hang out with. It's just fine. It's not my, my not my style. So Aaron Rodgers, LeBron James, the comparison to me is a little weird, but I get the point. You know, I get the point. But I want to mention All Star Weekend one more time, George, because. All right. Um, we basically covered the two stories of this week in sports because there's not, nothing at all fucking going on. There's no NBA till tomorrow on Thursday. Nothing. Football is over. The only things was Aaron Rodgers basically put out his dramatic Instagram post, and it turned out to be nothing, so we didn't even talk about it. And then LeBron with this All-Star Weekend. But I want to talk about All-Star Weekend really quick, and I have two things specifically I wanted to mention, which was the ending of the game because yep. – at least they found a way to make it interesting. And I wanted to talk about the dunk contest. Um, which one would you rather talk about? Uh, I guess let's talk about the dunk contest for a second. Cause I only That'd have one, <laughs> uh, cause I have only one comment about the dunk contest. Blow it up. Restart. It fucking sucked. Don't know what else yep. to say. I saw a suggestion. Um, I think it was Stephen A. Smith actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he said like, why not? do like a behind the scenes where people can't watch it, like a tryouts mm-hmm. for like to find like the eight best dunkers in the world every year. And then, but uh, you get eight players like to, to sponsor them. So like, it'll be like team LeBron will be a dunker. So the players stay involved and get excited. They might be able to be in there for a prop or like, if you're a team, you know, you might, you can do something exciting, like a tag team, like, okay, we're right. calling in team Levine's calling in Zach on one of the dunks, you know, like make it interactive and make it sponsored by a player. So the players still have that representation. Like this is Aaron Gordon's guy. This is LeBron's guy. That's team Durant's guy. Um, kind of cool. Because the, the players have no, like no reason to do it. And I think there, there was like a pretty big gap of the dunk contest being shitty. And then Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine came. Once Zach Levine did the between the legs from the free throw line, I think it was done. Yeah. After that I mean, was like even my final. That- even that, like, it was a great dunk. Don't get me wrong, but it didn't get that like excitement that even like a regular, like when Kobe did his first between the legs dunk, which was actually now, if you look back at it, probably get like a forty-five today. It's just I feel like the excitement and the buzz is over. It's like I don't know what else a guy could do, like unless some guy can actually like jump from the three-point line and triple flip in the air like upside down and then dunk it. Like I, I don't know. Like, it was what, what would, Zach Levine did. I'm telling that's why mm-hmm. I said that. Is that what Zach Levine did was the ultimate Michael Jordan did a free throw line dunk from like a foot inside the free throw line. Yeah. And it like a foot a full foot inside the free throw line and it was considered like the most insane dunk ever, right? Like Jordan mm-hmm. had like literally his heel was touching the free throw line. So like Literally a solid foot ahead. And then Zach Levine basically from behind the free throw line does it between the legs. And 
like it just shows the gap of like how things have changed, but it's not going to change much more than that. Like, nope. <laughs> like Zach Levine went back a full foot and did between the legs. It's like, okay, nobody's going to do it from the three point line. Now, nobody's going to be able to do like a front flip while dunking in the air. So I think that would just ended it, you know, like, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. unless we, like, but, but the problem is you can't abolish or ab- what's it called? Does it abolish? What does it mean? When you Abol- I think abolish. Yeah, we can't abolish the three uh, the dunk contest completely. Yeah, you can. They, we did before. Remember that we took a they took a four year break or three year break. And then Vince Carter was the first dunk contest back, and and people were excited for it. Yeah, but would anybody be excited about it? And it was off for four years. I don't know. Maybe, maybe give a fresh start. I think the problem also is like there's nowhere to go. Superstars don't want to do it. Like it's not like a superstar can't do anything. If LeBron James joined a dunk contest and. Like now it's too late. Or Zion now, now in his prime, he's injured. Or John Morant, like Morant, what are they gonna do? Like they're, it's just gonna. The expectation is so high they'll never meet it. Yeah, LeBron could get a fifty, but it'd probably still be like that was weak. You weren't, you didn't do what Jordan would do. You yeah, so do there's no incentive. And he'd be like, great. Like, thanks. This was so stupid yeah. of me doing. And I don't care. Like, if like some of the dunks were good actually, but like on the forty-six try missing the dunk, like I don't care anymore. Yeah, there's one thing that I would change to is like one or two attempts. Like, uh, come on, yeah. Like, what is this fifteen attempts bullshit? Um, well, I don't know if they should abolish it completely, but there needs to be some change because it was shit. But it was more importantly, bullshit. at least they found because the whole All Star Weekend sucks in my eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll maybe attend one one day if it's like in my hometown and like see the activities and stuff, but. It kind of sucks. Like, I don't care to watch it. I know you don't. I know a lot of people that probably truly love sports, like for the sport, probably don't Mm -hmm. love it, but it's for the kids. It's for the people that like to be entertained. Like, I'm not saying that there's no place for it. Um, But one thing that they did do that I'm pleasantly surprised with was the change of the all-star format. I think it's been the second year or the third year where they do the aggregate score. I think second because the other all-star game wasn't – was it two? It's two or no? Was the All Star Game canceled last year during COVID? No, did they just team, uh, skip team LeBron it? LeBron won last year. Did they, I don't. Why do I not remember last year's All Star Game one? You don't watch them. <laughs> That's a great point. I have a few. I, I kind of think last year's All Star Game did not happen. I, I could be totally wrong. I think Team LeBron won the year before that. No, he they they, they played All Star Game last year, two thousand twenty one. It was probably two thousand twenty two, the pandemic year. What? It's probably 2020, I mean, sorry. Yeah, which was not last year, two years ago. Was there any canceled All-Star games? I I don't know. I'm just saying it would have been from 2020, not 2021. Last year, we had a full NBA season. Okay. Last year wasn't the bubble, George. (laughs) I I know, I know, but I I, I have a feel. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, it was... was, uh, no, it was moved or something. I don't know. Whatever, doesn't matter. Well, team LeBron. Yeah, now, won now last. I remember. Remember, yeah, remember LeBron was mad because they were doing it and called a slap in the face or something like that. I just googled. He called it a slap in the face that they were doing it. The players didn't want to do it. And that's why I got confused. But they did it. Did it? But they did it. Yeah, yeah. LeBron is five and zero, George, and Team LeBron in All Star games so since they've been picking the team. So GM LeBron, that's probably where he's getting all his excitement from. He's like, I know how to do this. But the aggregate score thing is great. They actually try in the fourth quarter, which is really rare for all-star games these days. 
Uh, we've seen the Pro Bowl be a I joke. Know. Baseball is the only sport that's kind of fun because they could. It's not like physically harming your body potentially. It's not like you can change baseball, right? Like, I mean, there's only one way to play baseball. You swing like it's not like they can do anything yeah. different. You can't go like slower, easier, whatever. Like that's why. Yeah, exactly. Fun. But the aggregate score, man, I actually really enjoy it. I think the fourth quarter, honestly, there's no point in turning it on probably till the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, yeah. And then you don't really have to like do like the, the way they did it was like quarter by quarter. And they're like, oh, second quarter, this was this much. Like you could have just had an aggregate score instead of like resetting the score to zero zero at the end of every quarter. You're saying just keep the score up? Yeah. I mean, what's the, if you're going to just add all the points at the end, what's the point of resetting the score to zero zero at the end of a quarter? I don't know. It's a good question. Right? I mean, like if you think know. about it, it's the same score. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like, I guess, I, guess <laughs> right, I, guess, right. I think it's just more visually appealing because so people know it's going to be an aggregate score at the end. Okay, that, that's I fair. Wouldn't. I'm all about visually appealing. It's an all-star game. It's not that serious. So yeah, that's I I'm like, okay I'm, with. All I'm saying is it was more entertaining <laughs> than when they just had a regular game because people are trying out then. And they weren't Absolutely. before. To be honest. Um, no, no, they they didn't try. But it's weird. It's like they only tried right in the fourth quarter for some reason and nothing else. But it's okay. I, I'm happy they tried. That's all I can ask for. I was going to say that. I was like, at least they tried. At least they tried. But, you know, George, we do have a little bit of a slow sports time right now. It's kind of a. Isn't it awful? Like. Kind of sad. Like we could, like, yeah. It's really sad. Um, March. March is kind of slow, but at least March Madness gives us like all these storylines that we would never previously had. And that, and then baseball, maybe we'll play this year. Maybe not. We'll see. Yeah. And the NBA at the end of March starts to mm-hmm. get exciting, you know, and you start to say, okay, like people are getting ready for the playoffs. There's a couple of teams fighting for a playoff spot. We're getting closer. Teams are ramping up. You actually get to see who's, who's actually, you know, got like right now, at least you have interesting stories like the Brooklyn Nets with Ben Simmons and Kyrie. It looks like they're going to lift mandates in New York soon. So Kyrie's going to be back that. full time. And you're going to have James Harden and Joel Embiid. So this is at least we have like a fun, some fun stuff to watch to see what works. And what doesn't. I actually think it's going to be an incredible NBA playoffs this year because there's no clear cut favorite. No, not one. Uh, Phoenix, maybe it should be a favorite, but now Chris Paul's hurt and. Who know, and he always gets hurt in the playoffs too. So even if he comes back, there's always that like fear of injury for Chris Paul. Yep. Um, and then everything else is wide open. Yeah, and it's a really weird year. I think you look at a team, even like the Los Angeles Lakers, out of all teams, and how bad they've looked. I mean, if I told you that they won the playing game and then beat Memphis in the first round, who's the three or two seed, you wouldn't be that shocked. <laughs> Nope, wouldn't be shocked. That shocked? I wouldn't be shocked at all. Yeah, and then, like, if I told you the Lakers, the only teams I'd be shocked if they beat, really, would be, like, a maybe a Golden State or Phoenix. But mm-hmm. if I'm telling you they beat Denver or Utah or Memphis, you'd be like, wow, the Lakers actually turned out to be not as bad as we thought. So it has those interesting storylines. And you have the East, like, you have Brooklyn and Philly and Milwaukee. And then you have these random teams in Cleveland and Chicago that are really good and the Heat. And there's and in the Kawhi Boston. could be coming back for, yeah. for the Clippers, and Paul George could be coming back for the Clippers uh, if if needed, and to get to the playoffs. So yeah, there's a lot of different storylines that can make for a very interesting uh, later part of the season. Yeah, I wonder who are the favorites right now. 
I think it's, well, I mean, it was Phoenix, but after the Chris Paul injury, I don't know. I, it probably still is Phoenix. Yeah, I think so. Looks like it, actually. I think we have, um, as of right now, it's Phoenix Suns plus 400. When was this from? Okay. This is from the 14th. Oh, this is like nine days ago, but I don't think it probably changed too much. It shouldn't. I mean, as long as Chris Paul's ready for the playoffs, I think uh, they're going to be the favorites going into the playoffs. Uh, actually, then, I don't know. It might change a lot. The Celtics are plus 4,000 on this list, and they're... they're bit, they've been on fire, to say the least. Yeah, I, I don't... See, I don't, they might. Oh, here it is. Here, I got. I got the most recent ones, I believe. Five. All right, I'm ready for them. Um, you know, you'd think it'd be easier to just find these when you just type in championship odds. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is it so hard to find sometimes? I don't know because the. I, I don't think. I think people are now like just used to going on and like looking up the odds on their sports books. So maybe like a lot of times people just don't look it up on these. App, like Google it, right? Yeah, and like not that many websites are just updating it. Like, let's write this article. That out. could let's be what see. it is. It will. Will it be on my apps? Is the question. Because I think it should be Phoenix still, but I see a lot. Of, Golden State's probably right there too. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. The favorites are the Golden on Fanduel. It's Phoenix and Golden State at plus four ten. Okay. And then in the East, who's the favorite out of East? Milwaukee plus 550, Milwaukee plus 650, Philly plus 750, and then the Heat plus 1000. All right. Those are the top. It's wide open. Usually you'll come into this time of year and you look at it and someone will be a plus 200 favorite or plus 180 favorite. There's like a clear cut favorite. Plus like a Warriors, a Milwaukee Bucks, Mm -hmm. a Lakers a couple years ago. Yeah, so no, it is wide open, and I'm sure we'll, we'll be talking a lot more about it here on the pod once uh, it kind of heats up. I mean, we still don't, we still haven't seen Ben Simmons play, we still haven't seen James, uh, Harden. James Harden play, and we still haven't seen the Warriors play with Clay, Draymond, and Steph. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird situation here. I mean, the whole list is actually weird when you see it, and you go Warriors, Suns, Nets, Bucks, Sixers, Heat, Jazz, Celtics, mm-hmm. Bulls. And then you got teams like Grizzlies, Nuggets, Mavericks, Lakers, Cavs. And the Lakers are in a weird spot there. But honestly, I, I might put like 10 bucks on the Lakers at plus 4,200 just because you know, be if, if there's an injury in the playoffs to Golden State or to Phoenix, like they might make it out of the West. <laughs> Look, if a global pandemic can shut down the world for two years, the, the Lakers, Lakers can win the championship. <laughs> the Lakers have a chance. That's, that's the truth. The Lakers then, in fact, do have a chance. I'm at that point now in life. Like after after COVID, it's like, oh, George, I bet you there'll be uh, something, something, something happening. Like, yeah, you know what? A fucking virus shut down the world for two years. Yeah, I, I can see it happen. NBA played in a full bubble for an entire NBA playoffs. So in yeah. Disney World, who would have thought? Um, all right. Well, we wanted to do a little shorter today, so we'll we'll wrap up here and get to our. Uh, am I the asshole? But George, yep. uh, I do want to say. Yes, sir. We will be back shortly for those listeners. We are a little off schedule this week, not on a Monday or Tuesday, but that's because it's kind of it was a holiday weekend. There's nothing going on. But next week, hopefully, we got some uh, good stuff coming back for you and uh, some random ass interesting topics. Uh, do you have anything else before we get to our little bonus section? No, that's it, man. I'm just looking forward to sport for sports to ramp back up in a more uh, fun and exciting way now that football is over. Yeah, it always hits us randomly, so I'm not too good. It always I comes know. back with, in a bang, just like randomly. We're like, whoa, something crazy will happen this week. Like somebody will 
retire. Somebody will yeah. get traded. It always happens. Oh, it'll happen. Just I'm looking forward for that moment. Yeah, me too. Well, next up, we're going to get to our bonus part, which is Am I the Asshole? George is going to read one of his Am I the Assholes uh, right now. If you want to submit them, hit us up at pod that, P-O-D that on Instagram. I guess you can DM us on TikTok too or on Twitter. And you can email us at hello at the sports on tap.com. That's hello at the sports on tap.com. Um, and then if you want to listen to the other two, I'll have one and George will have one. It'll be on our Friday bonus episode released separately. So keep your eye out for that as well. But in the meantime, G, um, you want to get to your first one? Sure. Let's get it going. Uh, this is from Mangoes Potatoes on Reddit, and it is titled. Am I the asshole for telling my boyfriend that my puppy is mine and not his? All right, and here's how the story goes. My boyfriend and I have been together for seven months now. Last month, I bought a puppy, and my boyfriend and I took a road trip to pick the puppy up. Early on, my boyfriend told me he felt excluded since I would refer to the puppy as mine and not ours. Note that I paid for the trip, the puppy, vet expenses, food, etc., and it wasn't ever talked about that would we would get a puppy together. However, I started referring to the puppy as ours because it was important to him. I've now had the puppy for a month and a half, and in passing conversation, I said, my puppy. My boyfriend asked that when I talked to him about the puppy that I always referred to it as ours. I said no, that I didn't want to always have to say hours this ended up in a big argument this him is the stupidest why, argument i've ever heard about <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I like that's my son uh, that's our son <laughs> okay sorry same shit i know that's where i was that's where i was gonna go after i've now had the puppy for a month and a half and in passing conversation i said my puppy my i already said that part but this ended up in a big argument him asking why would it, I wouldn't say ours all the time and me saying no and asking why it was so important to him. I told him he was acting possessive and it shouldn't matter whether I say mine or ours in casual conversation. After thinking it over, I decided to set a boundary and explain to my boyfriend that the puppy was my dog, but that he was absolutely an important part in the puppy's life and that didn't change anything unless he did a DNA test. However, I didn't like the possessiveness, so I wanted to be clear about it with him. My boyfriend says that he feels like I've lied to him the entire time about the puppy and he just wants to be involved and included. Well, I don't know. What did she lie about? <laughs> I don't know. This boyfriend sucks. I've but, said oh, lying that it's theirs. It There's like. a, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not like a baby. There's no DNA test. I've said he could still be involved and included without needing the possessive title. He is now saying that he won't bond with the puppy because what's the point? He's not mine. He's your dog and he'll never be mine. <laughs> <laughs> my mom agreed no, actually, this, guy has, this guy has a point <laughs> I, I, I like how he said what's the point he's mine he's your dog and he'll never be mine yeah uh, my he mom has ag- a good point I have a friend that's been in a situation like this and then when the couple broke up she took the dog even though he wanted yeah, the dog but, but, but so. here's the key point Sammy there's a key point here my mom agreed with me that unless we are living together or married that the dog shouldn't be considered ours I know my boyfriend would pay for half of my puppy's care and bills but I don't think it's appropriate for the relationship at this point this point and prefer to keep it separate and my sole responsibility into our living together and sharing all expenses not just the dogs am uh, I, I the thought, asshole I thought it said my boyfriend and I have been living together for seven months. 
So they don't even live together. They don't even live together. They've been together for seven months. And that's my the key mm. point here. These this must be a high school relationship. Seven months now about the puppy. I'm wondering if it uh yeah, there's no there's no say of the age. The age the age matters here, George. This is age one of those matters. times age matters because it's one of those times age is not just a number. Yeah, because if they're like 18, this makes sense, right? But if you're like 25 oh, and this is happening, this does not make sense or above. Um, first of all, first and foremost, the dude has a point if they were living together, right? Then it'd be like, all right, this is so stupid. Like, why am I helping take care of the dog? As she's saying, if we did live together, see, okay, this is where it gets tricky, though. She's yeah. like, I know he would pay for half puppy's care and bills. You know, make him pay for it now and let him let him be let him be our puppy who gives a fuck well maybe she's not so serious about the relationship and maybe she doesn't want to commit the puppy to her boyfriend that they don't live together they haven't taken that next step like let's say they break up now it's their puppy like she bought the puppy she was her idea she didn't even she it's actually her and her mom's puppy she lives with her mom more than the boyfriend's puppy no she would have said that if it was me and my mom's puppy so her puppy. I mean, George, I obviously, this is a big deal whose puppy it is. So it's her puppy. Don't just start adding titles now. The mom's puppy. They're in a fight because the other guy wants to be part of the puppy, too. The mom, she would have said me and my mom's puppy because they cl she clearly knows what the titles mean in this situation. Okay, so here's one thing. She put an edit on it. She said, I've been on the wait list for this puppy long before we started dating. There's probably a certain breed that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, totally. She wanted, yeah. Um, I don't think she's an asshole. I think that she is being appropriate here. She doesn't live with the boyfriend yet. They are in a semi-serious relationship, seven months. They don't live together. Um, I didn't state if she lives with her mom. She just asked her mom. So I, I did jump the gun on that. I just think it might be too early. The boyfriend, no one's an asshole in this situation. I think the boyfriend's getting his feelings hurt. He obviously has feelings for the puppy, but he's just not there yet. In her eyes. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with neither one of the asshole. I'm gonna also go with the boyfriend might be slightly immature and the girl might be slightly immature. And here's oh, why. Yeah. Because the girl is right. Okay. Not his puppy. He, she paid for it. She waited for it. She takes care of it. But just be like, okay, I know like I'm taking, I'm going to keep taking care of him. I'll keep paying the bills. But of course, if you want while, right now me to say our puppy, I'll say it. Like I would just say it like, Oh, our puppy. If we break yeah. Like, but I wouldn't let him pay for anything or take care of it in that sense because in case you did break up, the puppy is, in fact, yours. He's not on the doctor bill. He's not on the notes or anywhere, right? But right. just say Remember, she puppy. did, but she did. That's the problem. She kept saying our puppy, she said, and then in casual conversation, it slipped to my puppy and he got offended. So she's like, all right, I'm not going to even do it anymore. Let me see. The puppy, it wasn't ever talked about. However, I started referring to the puppy as ours because it was important to him. Oh, she did. And then it slipped in casual conversation. She said, my puppy, and he got super pissed. So she's like, all right, fuck this. I'm not even going to deal with it anymore. Yeah, it's, the guy sucks more. She tried. She was trying her best to just say mm -hmm. So, you know yeah, what? she tried. He's not an asshole, but he's immature. He's immature. Yeah. She is not immature because she she tried. She just slipped it up. Like That'd be like me having a child. And I, Well, actually, if you had a child, it's actually both your child. But like, who cares if once in a while you said, like, my child instead of our child? 
a lot. I mean, a lot of times uh, people with kids will say, "Oh, that's my son." He doesn't like, you know, like me and my wife's son. Sorry, sorry, sorry. She's gonna kill me. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so no one's an asshole here. No one's an asshole. Okay, but he's a little immature. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Fair game. Well, I like it. Remember, submit your "Am I the asshole?" stories to us at Pod Dad yeah. on Instagram or on Twitter. Or on TikTok if you want as well. I don't know. TikTok messaging is a little harder, so just it's a little hard sometimes. <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't say submit your assholes, like not not to the actual assholes, but like am I? I said submit. Am I? I, I know you did. I said, I'm glad you didn't say it that way. People might have got confused. Submit your asses to us. Well, both. Dude. Been, do whatever uh, you'd like. I don't care. Submit your asses to us too. Feel free. All right. That's not I'm a sure. bad deal. If you want to send your ass pics, send your ass pics too. So I'll take anything. <laughs> if, if it's free, I'll take anything. All right. Same. He's like, any DM, I'm happy. Yeah. Any, any free, and it's free, George. Anything for free, I'll take it. So send us those submissions. Um, and don't forget to check out our Friday bonus episode with two more Am I the Asshole stories. Um, it'll be on this same feed. Um, and then we'll be back next Monday, Tuesday, whatever it is. I don't know. One of the days. We'll be back on yep. somewhat on schedule next week. Um, so don't forget to tune in. Absolutely, man. Um, let's get some more sports going. Yeah, I hope so soon. You're listening to Pod That Brothers. We are two brothers talking sports, and it's brought to you by the Sports on Tap. And George, what do we like to say? Cheers to sports. You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports. <laughs>